Hi, I'm Chelsea, the Christian Nutritionist. Welcome to the Christian Health Club podcast. We are here to fire you up in spirit, mind, and body so that you can get out into the world and be everything God created you to be. Welcome to the club. Here we go. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the club. We are on the brink of a very special time in our Christian calendar. Um, If you're listening to this in real time, the season of Lent is about to kick off on Ash Wednesday. And so I want to talk about that today. And I want to start by sharing a verse with you that I want you to consider taking into this Lenten season with you and holding it close to your heart and meditating on it and just really living it um, during this time. And it comes from John 3.30. And this is our theme verse for um, this round of Feast to Fast. This is kind of what we're focusing on. It says... And this is John the Baptist speaking. He says, he must increase, but I must decrease. And in this verse, in this passage, John the Baptist is talking about Jesus and that it was time for the people to follow him and not John. John knew he had to decrease to make more room for Jesus. The season of Lent is all about making more room for Jesus. You know, it is a good time to focus on letting him increase in your life by decreasing the things that keep you overly occupied and focused elsewhere. You know, decreasing stuff like food and clutter and noise and your schedule and spending and just negative input and just kind of all the excessive stuff. You know, the less stuff we have in our heads our homes, our schedules, our pantry, on our credit card bills, the more room we have to let him in for guidance and peace. It's all about freeing up space to carry him more fully during this holy time. And it's always this time of the year, as this time of the year approaches, I just start getting really centered and just kind of feeling that pull um, for minimalism, you know, and embracing simplicity stop overspending and just bringing so much crap into my house, (laughs) you know, just in every area of my life, I just want to kind of live out this season of Lent. And just the idea of it, you know, just kind of brings this sense of peace over me as I move into this season. Um, You know, just thinking about it, I want you to think about that. Um, And how you can live it out in this season of Lent. So that's what we're going to talk about today how you can decrease so he can increase. Okay, so let's start with things to decrease. We're going to decrease excess food. Okay, now Lent is a well-known time for fasting. But before we even talk about that, 
let's just talk about dialing back all of the excess, you know, the sugar, the alcohol, just the overeating in general, and the overthinking. We've got to decrease not only the food that's not serving our holy temples, but also all of that food noise in our head, because it takes up a lot of brain space that should be spent on better things like connecting with God, you know, counting your blessings and seeing the good. But we allow food such a huge piece of our brain pie. You know, we're like, what do I eat? What is she eating? I can't believe I ate that. I'll never get back on track. You know, all this, that treadmill of thoughts that just roll over and over in our head. It's kind of the same with health issues. You know, when you feel awful, it's like all you can think about. I just talked to this uh, client the other day, and she's had constipation problems for most of her life. And I know exactly how that feels because it used to be me. And when you've got four days of poop in your belly, you might as well have it in your brain because you not only have that, that physical feeling of yuck, but you also have the mental obsession with wanting to get it out, you know? It's all you can think about. But it's the same with other things, you know, with weight problems, with migraines and joint pain and cystic acne and eczema and even bigger and much more serious health issues. You know, it's, it's just overtakes your brain, you know, and food issues and health problems just take up so much mental real estate and it crowds out that room for God. It smothers his ability to increase. And this is just the heart of my job as a Christian nutritionist, a Christian nutritionist specifically, is because I want to help people, you know, find that way to optimal health and food peace, so that, you know, we can all be thinking on better things, you know, on what is true and lovely and excellent and praiseworthy, um, just as we're called to do. When we take care of ourselves and decrease these issues, it helps us increase him in our lives, you know, move him to the front burner. So that's just always my ultimate goal for you is to help you move past this food noise and health problems to make room, you know, more room for Jesus, for the blessings he has for you and for the blessings he has for you to give. Okay. So we do that through better dietary practices. Um, and along with the food decrease, you know, taking out a bunch of this crud we don't need, Lent is just really a good time for that. We're really focusing on simplicity, you know, and in Feast to Fast, we are doing uh, three weeks of sugar detox where we're just focusing on real food the way God made it, um, you know, clean proteins and healthy fats and carbs from vegetables and fruits. So we're just really cleaning things up. And so I like this idea of bringing that simplicity um, to our food. But also, you know, fasting is a part of the Lenten season. Jesus fasted for 40 days after he was baptized um, by John the Baptist. Now, remember, I mean, Jesus was in the desert and tempted by Satan with food, with power, with all of these alluring things, just as we are. So it's now during the season of Lent that we commemorate this and we connect with Jesus by fasting. 
If you listen to my podcast with um, J.W. Richards, he explained in the podcast, and he explains it in his book very well, that fasting was, you know, pretty much a given in our Christian history, but that we have become so disconnected um, from this physical and spiritual discipline. You know, there are some denominations that still practice it regularly, but um, but most don't. And so it's something that really um, behooves us to bring back. Now, we don't have to do anything as extreme as fasting for 40 days in the desert, but simply just giving something up, that's a sacrifice for us because it honors the sacrifice he made for us. A few years ago, um, I gave up my favorite coconut milk in my coffee, which sounds like so trivial <laughs> and hardly a sacrifice, but you coffee lovers know that your coffee way is sacred. And I'm telling you, every single morning, I did not put that creamer in my coffee. It was an instant trigger to think about Jesus. Okay, and that's kind of the point. We want those, um, those things that we take away. We don't want to be, you know, hanging our head low. And, you know, you know, like it says in the Bible, just, you know, looking all downtrodden. You know, it's not the point of this minus, this kind of minus mindset. It's really just to trigger this connection with God and make him, um, make us think about him more. It's really to add to our life. Now, last year I gave up, um, I gave up wine and that was tough because I so enjoy a lovely glass of Chardonnay and I didn't want to do it, but I felt this, I just felt called so strongly to do it, you know, and there was just no way I couldn't because I felt like that was what was God was asking me to do. It was really heavy on my heart. Um, and I wrote a blog post about all of this last year. Um, and I talked about a lot. I talked about it a lot last year um, as I was kind of muddling it over in my mind, like, really, God, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to do this. I, mean, I have spring break, you know, and like I, I wrote in this blog post, it's called um, Confessions of a Mom Who Shards Too Hard. And so you can check that out. But I mean, you know, in it, I'm like, that was one of the thoughts that came to my mind. It's like, you know, I have spring break during Lent, God. And, you know, and I, as I was sitting with that thought, I'm like, who do I think I am? Like, you know, a freshman in college going to Padre, like I have to drink <laughs> during, <laughs> during Lent. I'm like, oh my gosh, that made me feel like this tall, you know. Um, anyway, but check out that, um, that blog post, Confessions of a Mom Who Shards Too Hard, because you know I like the Chardonnay. So if you need a little empathy and encouragement, if you're feeling called to give up your a favorite adult beverage that might give you some inspiration. Okay, so that's what I gave up last year and I made it through just fine. And it was actually a really wonderful experience. So that was good. So in Feast of Fast um, for Lent, we do our daily intermittent fasting. And then I ask them to consider fasting from something specific like, you know, I've just mentioned here. Um, and then we also do a weekly super fast. So in the other rounds of Feast of Fast that we do throughout the year, we usually just do one super fast and it comes in the very last week of the round. But in during the Lent round, we do them weekly, okay? And a super fast is just simply fasting a little longer than you normally do, pushing it a little further than what you're used to. We don't set any specific time that you have to fast. We never do that. Um, it's always up to you. 
Um, but we're in there. There's a wonderful group. We're all supporting each other. And it's just really when you push yourself, push yourself a little bit beyond those boundaries of what you think you can do. It is, it's incredible. It's incredibly, um, you know, confident building and freeing and not to mention that, um, we do that because it makes us lean into the Lord more for strength. And so, um, we just strengthen that connection with him, you know, because in, when we're doing this intermittent fasting, you know, maybe you're doing intermittent fasting and when we do it in feast to fast, I mean, you know, we're really focusing on the body and the health of the body and all of the teachings I do in feast to fast about insulin resistance and, you know, leptin and then detoxification and all those things we're talking about are very physically focused. Um, and the intermittent fasting is physically focused. And so we really like to, um, bring in the super fast, um, and especially during this Lent round to really elevate it to a spiritual level. And so it makes, um, it really does make this round so special. We, we really step it up in Feast of Fast for Lent. Um, and I also encourage the Feast of Fasters to have a prayer focus um, during their super fast. Um, you know, whatever is heaviest on their minds and hearts to pray and to ask God for guidance and strength during that time. Um, you might remember that J.W. Richards and I were talking about in that podcast how, you know, Satan, there's nothing Satan fears more than prayer combined with fasting. You know, prayer is powerful, but prayer and fasting just takes it to a whole new level. Okay, the next decrease we want to talk about is decreasing your clutter. You know, a cluttered space equals a cluttered mind. On some level, whether you know it or not, it affects you. You know, it pulls negative thought toward you. I've got this pile of clothes um, that my kids have outgrown. It's been sitting on the floor in my room for a really long time. And every time I walk by it, it just makes me mad. And, you know, I've just put it low on the priority list. But, you know, during Lent, when I get that kind of that inspiration for spring cleaning and such is when I really start going around the house and trying to clear out some of this space. Um, did you know that this this idea of spring cleaning um, really has some biblical roots um, because it was customary. Um, the Jewish people, you know, um, do a thorough spring cleaning of their house during Passover. And if you remember, Passover commemorates the time when the angel of death passed over the homes of the Jews that killed all of the firstborn sons of the Egyptians. This was kind of the final act before the Jews were freed from slavery in Egypt. And so part of the tradition of the week of Passover is a thorough cleaning of the house in order to remove any leaven or yeast bread from the home. Like there can't even be a crumb left in the house. So we're not just talking about the kitchen. We're talking like a hose down of the house. You know, they are lifting every nook and cranny and cleaning it out. And so um, this is customary every year during Passover. And so there you've kind of got your your annual biblical roots for spring cleaning. Um, and then, you know, also with the onset of more light in the spring months, we're just naturally more energized and drawn to, you know, renewal. And part of that renewal is um, renewing the space around us. You know, when we have more open space around us and less clutter, we think better and we feel better. So just take some time during the season of Lent to decrease the stuff in your space 
you know, pick a room or a drawer at least or a closet. Um, if you need some closet inspiration, cleaning out your closet, you can check out my, um, I did a capsule wardrobe. Um, gosh, it's been, I don't know, at least a year and a half, a couple years now where I completely took everything out of my closet, seriously, seriously edited and, um, edited it down to about 30 pieces of, um, items of clothing. And that's all I let myself wear for six weeks, you know, and it was really a, um, I, I really looked at it as a spiritual discipline because I love clothes. I love buying clothes. I love choices, you know, and there's some kind of, um, I just feel good when I have a lot of things to choose from. And so, um, but I was very inspired by some of those French books I read. Um, the, um, one of them was 10 lessons from Madame Chic. And she really talks about the capsule wardrobe. So that kind of got me inspired. But, you know, honestly, I had to do a little spiritual soul searching. It taught me a lot about myself. And so, you know, if something like that interests you, you can check out my blog post series called the capsule, um, capsule wardrobe. I think it's called, what is it? Experiments of a capsule wardrobe or something like that. But if you, if you, if you search capsule wardrobe, um, on my website at the Christian nutritionist.com, you can read those. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of a fun read, um, actually, but it was a, is a serious closet overhaul. And one of these lints, when I can really get my act together, I want to do a capsule wardrobe for lint, you know, where I, get ahead of it and clean out the closet before Lent and then just really focusing on a limited wardrobe during the Lenten season. Maybe we'll do that next year. Let me know if you're interested. Okay. Um, so decreasing clutter. The next thing, decreasing spending. You know, Lent is a really good time to rein in unnecessary spending. I mean, it's always a good time to rein in unnecessary spending, but Lent is especially, um, a good time to be mindful of it. And you know, it also helps with avoiding the clutter. So adding clutter to the house. So that's good. Um, I really try to limit my spending during Lent overall, and especially as far as like all the extras go. I like to apply the heck yeah principle that we use in Feast to Fast. If it's not a heck yeah, it is a heck no. Now in Feast to Fast, we use that for carbs, but you know, it also works well at Target. <laughs> so you might try that. Okay, the next thing to decrease is your schedule. Again, you can use that heck yeah approach. You know, if it's not a heck yeah, say no. Clear some space in your schedule to spend time with God, to rest, to be at home with your family, to go to Bible study, to read scripture. Just clear some time um, to be with him. And, um, you know, when we are just running our selves ragged we're just we're not in a good place mentally mentally or physically and or spiritually because we just really put god on the back burner when our schedules are overloaded and that's you know that is one thing it's another one of the purposes i want to bring to um to you and to my audience and to my clients is just i hope that when you you know see any of my posts and really all i'm just trying to do is to get you to think about better health and think about God. I hope that it immediately triggers those thoughts for you um, to think more about God and what you can do for your health. And part of that is just decreasing that schedule and, and making room and time for your health, your health practices 
in your spiritual practices. Okay. Okay. The next thing to decrease is just generally decrease your consumption. So not only do we want to decrease our consumption of things, you know, that clutter our lives up, we also want to be aware of how much we consume things like social media, and TV, you know, just screen time in general. But it could be something else you're over consuming in your life. Okay. Do you know what I'm feeling heavy on my heart to give up for Lent? I really don't even want to say it <laughs> because then it feels like it it's real and I actually have to do it. But what I'm feeling very heavy on my heart, which is one of the ways God speaks to me, kind of in that same way that he spoke to me last year about giving up wine um, for Lent, is giving up my overload of information, which is podcasts and um, audiobooks and these, I listen to these live coaching calls. I've told y'all I'm in this um, self-coaching group and we listen to these live coaching sessions so you can learn from them and, you know, learn how to coach yourself better. I probably listen to four to five hours of that a week. And then I'm listening to, you know, three to four hours of podcasts. And then at night, you know, often I'll listen to an audio book. You know, there is a lot going on in my ear and my brain. And I just kind of feel the Lord impressing upon me that I'm crowding him out with all of this input and not leaving any room for his. Okay. And, you know, honestly, the idea of not listening to podcasts or um, any of these things that I listen to, you know, regularly, it, it freaks me out. Like it, it makes me, it stresses me out, like even worse than giving up wine last year for Lent, because <laughs> I am so used to filling in time and headspace with learning and information, which, you know, that sounds really great and noble, but I can see where it's become a problem. I really can. Um, you know, I've got buds in my ears all day long. If I'm not actively working with a client or on a project, then I'm listening to something you know, and even, um, you know, and it's really nice when you're doing chores around the house, it makes things more fun, you know, when you're having to do things around the house, and I feel like it's efficient, I'm like, oh, I'm listening to stuff, but I'm also, you know, multitasking here, getting stuff done. But that time is creeping over into other time in my life. Um, you know, there's a lot of times I have those in my ears, and my kids are around. You know, it's just as bad as having my phone in my face. Like, I'm sorry, I can't hear you because I'm listening to something. Hang on. You know, that's been happening too much. Or I will, you know, find things to do around the house so I can listen more um, to things I want to listen to instead of working on what I need to work on, you know, or just kind of lingering, like delaying my my activities, my priority things I need to do, like, oh, I just want to finish this one. And so it, it is, you know, it has become a problem. And on one hand, it does freak me out to think about just removing all of that and thinking of all of that empty space. But on the other hand, I'm really grateful 
and a little bit excited about it as well. I mean, there are still things like I'm still taking a class that I have to, you know, listen to a few things. So there'll be a few things like that. But we're talking about probably removing a good 10 to 15 hours a week of things in my ear. And so what I'm expecting from the Lord, <laughs> I'm expecting this from you, God, is just to have some really good guidance and information and just connection time with him. You know, I think it's going to be, um, I think it's going to be really, really good for me. So I am looking forward to it. Um, I just, I'm having, I've been, you know, realizing this for a week now. So I'm kind of getting, when I first thought about it, it super freaked me out. I'm kind of getting over the hump. I'm, I'm like on Wednesday night or Thursday morning on that. You know what I mean? Like hump day. I'm like, I'm rounding the quarter on hump day on that. <laughs> so it's, I'm starting to accept that that is about, you know, it's going to happen very soon. Um, but again, you know, it was just an impressing upon my heart. It wasn't, you know, I just want to mention that because sometimes, you know, I talk about how, um, we'll get a very specific sign from God and God speaks to us in different ways. You know, um, some people hear an audible voice. I've only heard that, um, kind of one time. It wasn't really audible. It was just a very loud, obvious word in my head that was not of me. So it wasn't an audible voice, but it was most definitely God's voice in my head. I've had it that way only once. Um, but with the signs, I mean, I've shared a lot of that with you about how I ask for specific signs and, you know, um, I get them um, for the most part. But this is another way that God speaks to me. It's just, um, I just have that pervasive feeling on my heart. And I know that when it's just not letting go and that it's the thing that I feel like I should be doing, but I don't want to do, <laughs> that is typically him. So if you're feeling something like that, then pay attention, okay? That might be a clue as to a way you need to decrease um, in your life so that he can increase. Okay, so let's talk about some ways to increase Jesus in our lives during this Lent season. Because it's not all, you know, all about what we take away, but what we can add to enrich this time with him. And so here are some ideas that I give to my Feast of Fasters. There's the obvious activities like regular prayer, you know, scripture or devotional reading, meditation. If you listen to the podcast that I did on my clean routine, I mentioned that 555 approach, you know, that you can do that's just kind of a, a nice clean way to go about it. And very simple, you know, it'd be nice if we could spend a little bit more time. But um, at a minimum, you know, five minutes of reading scripture, five minutes of prayer and five minutes of meditation. Um, you know, taking that quiet time at the end to let the Lord have the opportunity to speak to you or just impart something important on your heart. Um, and that's kind of a good formula, you know, to use if you're unfamiliar or you don't already have a practice in place and you just kind of need somewhere to start. That's a nice one, the 555. And even if that 15 minutes feels too much, you know, for you, start with a 222 or a 333 um, with the prayer with the Bible reading, the prayer, and then the meditation. Okay. Um, so let's see what else, um, you know, also obviously, um, going to church <laughs> making it a point to get yourself to church during this season. Um, sometimes we get, you know, people go in and out of seasons of getting to church. Um, it is not easy to pull 
ourselves together or our families together. If you have kids, it's just can be really tough on a Sunday morning. And we want to avoid that, you know, that hassle and that hustle (laughs) to get everybody together. It's just feels overwhelming. And we'd rather just sit home and relax. But, you know, really make that effort um, to get yourself to church to get your family to church, you know, you usually don't regret it. Once you're there, if you've really found a church that serves and speaks to you well, um, you can also join a Bible study. My husband and I are going to one together right now at church, and we're studying Luke and Acts. And so we are doing that together, which just makes my heart really, really full. Um, you can journal. Um, you can journal while you pray. I mean, that can be part of your prayer and meditation practice. It's a great thing to do. Um, one thing I did a few years ago um, was write myself a letter in my journal and just, you know, I don't journal regularly. I kind of go in phases, but during a Lent round, a feast of fast, I wrote myself a letter from God. I just, I thought of how much he loves me and then I just kind of let my pen flow. I just had that idea to do that and it was so, gosh, it was just so powerful and cathartic and I, you know, it made me feel so connected and it makes me cry when I go back and read it. I wish I would have dug it out to read part of it to you. It was just, you know, I thought of all the things that he would want to say to me, like, I love you and I want the best things for you. Like a person was talking to you, you know, and writing that down and just kind of writing out all of those beautiful promises um, that he has for us and he tells us in, in the word. And it made it come alive by writing it down in this format, you know, in a letter to me from him and how I think that he would speak to me and talk to me. And of course, that's going to be in the most loving positive, um, you know, wonderful way. And so it was just a really beautiful experience to do that. So that might be something um, that interests you that you want to do. Another thing um, that you can do are nature walks, you know, just getting outside as the weather starts getting nicer, and listening to birds chirp and just feeling that warm sunshine on your face and being grateful for the beauty around you for life for the fact that you're able to move your arms and legs so freely. I mean, never take any of that for granted because there are people that cannot. You have that ability to walk out your door, you know, and smell the beautiful smells of nature. And um, I was just at the ranch and I mean, it's only, it's still February, but we had a really nice warm day. And one of my favorite first smells of spring at the ranch is this plant called Agarita. And, um, and I could smell it the other day. And it just makes me so happy and grateful to God for this, this beauty of nature. And so just kind of getting outside and doing that can be just such a really great way um, to connect with him. Um, I also, during Lent, like to use my ancient oils of scripture. So I have this set from Young Living that um, are the most common oils that were used in biblical times. Um, things like frankincense and myrrh and cassia and cedarwood. In fact, I have frankincense right now diffusing right beside me as I do the podcast. Um, but I really pull that set out because there's some kind of randoms in there, <laughs> some random oils that you wouldn't normally incorporate. But I make it a point to pull my set out 
and use them regularly during Lent. Um, and I did a whole podcast about that set, the ancient oils of scripture. And it's pretty neat to hear how these, you know, these oils and these, um, these aromatics were used during biblical times. So you can um, check that out. I'll link to all of these things I'm referring to in this podcast. In any podcast, you know, we always um, have a blog post for each podcast with um, basically, you know, show notes. So all the notes from all the things I'm talking about in the show, all the resources and references are there. So if there's a product or an activity or a person, you know, that I might recommend or a book or whatever it may be, then it's always there. You can go back and find it in case, you know, you're walking or driving or something like that and you can't write it down. Um, it's always there for you to refer to. Okay. Um, so that is another one, um, using oil. So even if you just have, you know, a frankincense, it's a really good one. That is just an all around oil. I recommend that everybody have, um, it's just kind of good for everything. And so really, if you haven't used that one in a while, pull that out and put a couple drops, you know, in your hand in the morning and just kind of breathe that in and let that hit your brain. And just using that essential oil that, you know, connects us to biblical times helps us connect to God now. I just love how that works. You know, I think it's really neat that we can do that. Okay, there's also a few things I enjoy watching on Netflix during the season of Lent. Um, the Case for Christ is a great movie. There's a series on there called AD, The Bible Continues. Um, and that is a great one. I love the historical context of that one. I just love learning through that one. And so I've watched that the last several years. And I think that I'll have my family, I think we'll incorporate that as a family practice this year, sitting down and watching that series as a family. Um, it was funny, last year I was watching one of the episodes and my son and his friend kind of wandered in the room and and it was it was during the crucifixion of Jesus and they were just you know eyes wide open and they just sat out on the couch and they just sat there for 30 minutes just glued to the tv um and it was very powerful but um but I didn't have them watch the whole series last year and I think I might do that this year so it's a good way to learn it's just another you know um modem of learning um so if that appeals to you, you might look on Netflix and they've added other things. I know there's a lot of other options um, on there that have to do with, um, you know, Bible themes. So that would be kind of cool. And finally, you can incorporate um, a new habit or random acts of kindness during Lent. You know, something that glorifies God and serves others. Even if it's just making the effort to compliment your spouse daily, during Lent or something like that, you know, adding in a positive activity that loves others as we are called to do is so nice, you know, um, just being the hands and feet of Jesus during that time is a wonderful way to honor um, the season of Lent. There are lots of ways, you know, lots of ways to increase Jesus in your life. Um, I've, we've talked about some things today. I know there's a ton more and maybe some that you already do and I would love to hear Love to hear what you do um, to increase him during your life um, in this time. But, you know, important, most importantly, just do what resonates with you and what elevates that sense of well-being in the Lord for you that makes you feel connected, 
You know, it's not that you have to do all of these things. It's just pick some of these things. You know, don't feel like you have to give up all your favorite foods and totally clean your house and, you know, completely clear your schedule. And, you know, don't feel stressed to do all of those things. They're just, all of these are just options, you know, things that you can do. And so, you know, choose again, what resonates with you, what will elevate your sense of well-being and, you know, what you can decrease so that he can increase. Okay, my sweet friends, I hope this inspires you in spirit, mind, and body and prepares you for this holy season of Lent. And you can still sign up for us, um, with us for the Lent round of Feast of Fast, where we, we pull all of this together, where we keep this on the, you know, the forefront, where we're feasting and fasting and focusing on the Lord. You know, we do decrease, we do increase, we do it all. And it's just a lovely way to honor this holy time with Jesus. So you can sign up at feastoffast.co. I would absolutely love to get to connect with you in that group and, um, and be your nutritionist during this time and just keep you focused on um, the full spirit, mind, body package. All right, my friends, thanks for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week. Remember that my mom is an awesome nutritionist, but she's not a doctor. The information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Always talk to your doctor before making changes to your nutrition or exercise program. Thanks for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week.